the twenty-fourth book of the odysseys of homer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by phil schempf the twenty-fourth book of the odysseys of homer translated by george chapman the argument by mercury the wooer's souls are ushered to the infernal pools ulysses with laertes met the people are in uproar set against them for the wooer's ends whom pallas stays and renders friends another argument omega the uproar's fire the people's fall the grandsire sire and son to all silenian hermes with his golden rod the wooer souls that yet retained abode amidst their bodies called in dreadful rout forth to the infernals who came murmuring out and as amidst the desolate retreat of some vast cavern made the sacred seat of austere spirits bats with breasts and wings clasp fast the walls and each to other clings but swept off from their coverts up they rise and fly with murmurs in amazeful guise about the cavern so these grumbling rose and flock together down before them goes none hurting mercury to hell's broad ways and straight to those straits where the ocean stays his lofty current in calm deeps they flew then to the snowy rock they next withdrew and to the close of phoebus's orient gates the nation then of dreams and then the states of those souls idols that the weary dead gave up in earth which in a flowery mead had habitable situation and there they saw the soul of thetis's son of good patroclus brave antilochus and ajax the supremely strenuous of all the greeks hosts next pelion all which assembled about maia's son and to them then after came the mournful ghost of agamemnon with all those he lost in false aegisthus's court achilles then beholding there the mighty king of men deplored his plight and said o atreus's son of all heroes all opinion gave thee for jove's most loved since most command of all the greeks he gave thy eminent hand at siege of ilion where we suffered so and is the issue this that first in woe stern fate did therefore set thy sequel down none born past others fates can pass his own i wish to heaven that in the height of all our pomp at ilion fate had signed thy fall that all the greeks might have advanced to thee a famous sepulchre and fame might see thy son given honour in thy honoured end but now a wretched death did fate extend to thy confusion and thy issues shame o thetis's son said he the vital flame extinct at ilion far from the argive fields the style of blessed to thy virtue yields about thy fall the best of greece and troy were sacrificed to slaughter thy just joy conceived in battle with some worth forgot in such a death as great apollo shot at thy encounters thy brave person lay hid in a dusty whirlwind that made way with human breaths spent in thy ruined state thou great were greatly valued in thy fate all day we fought about thee nor at all had ceased our conflict had not jove let fall a storm that forced off our unwilling feet but having brought thee from the fight to fleet 
thy glorious person bathed and balmed we lay aloft a bed and round about thee paid the greeks warm tears to thy deplored decease quite daunted cutting all their curls increase thy death drave a divine voice through the seas that started up thy mother from the waves and all the marine godheads left their caves consorting to our fleet her rapt repair the greeks stood frighted to see sea and air and earth combined so in thy losses sense had taken ship and fled forever thence if old much knowing nestor had not stayed their rushing off his counsels having swayed in all times former with such cause their courses who bade contain themselves and trust their forces for all they saw was thetis come from sea with others of the watery progeny to see and mourn for her deceased son which stayed the fears that all to flight had won and round about thee stood the old sea god seeds wretchedly mourning their immortal weeds spreading upon thee all the sacred nine of deathless muses paid thee dues divine by varied turns their heavenly voices venting all in deep passion for thy death consenting and then of all our army not an eye you could have seen undrowned in misery the moving muse so ruled in every mind full seventeen days and nights our tears confined to celebration of thy mourned end both men and gods did in thy moan contend the eighteenth day we spent about thy heap of dying fire black oxen fat as sheep we slew past number then the precious spoil thy course we took up which with floods of oil and pleasant honey we embalmed and then wrapped thee in those robes that the gods did reign in which we gave thee to the hallowed flame to which a number of heroical name as pressed to sacrifice their vital right to thy dead ruins while so bright they burned both foot and horse break in and fought and mourned in infinite tumult but when all the night the rich flame lasted and that wasted quite thy body was with the enamoured fire we came in early morn and an entire collection made of every ivory bone which washed in wine and given fit unction a two-eared bowl of gold thy mother gave by bacchus given her and did form receive from vulcan's famous hand which o renowned great thetis's son with thy fair bones we crowned mixed with the bones of menetiades and brave antelicus who in decease of thy patroclus was thy favours dear about thee then a matchless sepulchre the sacred host of the achaeans raised upon the hellespont where most it seized for height and conspicuity the eyes of living men and their posterities thy mother then obtained the greeks consent to institute an honoured game that spent the best approvement of our grecian fames in whose praise i must say that many games about heroes sepulchres mine eyes have seen performed but these bore off the prize with miracles to me from all before in which thy silver-footed mother bore the institution's name but thy deserts being great with heaven caused all the eminent parts and thus through all the worst effects of fate achilles fame even death shall propagate while any one shall lend the light an eye divine eosities shall never die but wherein can these comforts be conceived as rights to me 
when having quite achieved an end with safety and with conquest too of so unmatched a war what none could do of all our enemies there at home a friend and wife have given me inglorious end while these thus spake the argus killing spy brought near ulysses noble victory to their renewed discourse in all the ends the wooers suffered and showed those his friends whom now amaze invaded with the view and made give back yet agamemnon knew melanthius's heir much famed amphimedon who had in ithaca guest favours shown to great atrides who first spake and said amphimedon what sufferance hath been laid on your alive parts that hath made you make this land of darkness the retreat you take so altogether all being like in years nor would a man have choosed of all the peers a city honours men to make a part more strong for any object hath your smart been felt from neptune being at sea his wrath the winds and waves exciting to your scathe or have offensive men imposed this fate your oxen driving or your flocks estate or for your city fighting and your wives have deaths untimely seized your best timed lives inform me truly i was once your guest when i and menelaus had professed first arms for ilion and were come ashore on ithaca with purpose to implore ulysses aid that city racing man in reek of the adulterous phrygian retain not you the time a whole month's date we spent at sea in hopes to instigate in our arrival old laertes son whom hardly yet to our design we won the soul made answer worthiest king of men i well remember every passage then you now reduce to thought and will relate the truth in whole form of our timeless fate we wooed the wife of that long absent king who though her second marriage were a thing of most hate to her she would yet deny at no part our affections nor comply with any in performance but decreed in her delays the cruel fates we feed her craft was this she undertook to weave a funeral garment destined to receive the course of old laertes being a task of infinite labour and which time would ask in midst of whose attempt she caused our stay with this attraction youths that come in way of honoured nuptials to me though my lord abide amongst the dead yet cease to board my choice for present nuptials and sustain lest what is past me of this web be vain till all receive perfection tis a weed disposed to wrap in at his funeral need the old laertes who possessing much would in his want of rights as fitting touch my honour highly with each vulgar dame thus spake she and persuaded and her frame all day she laboured her day's work not small but every night-time she unwrought at all three years continuing this imperfect task but when the fourth year came her slights could mask in no more covert since her trusted maid her whole deceit to our true note betrayed with which surprised she could no more protract her work's perfection but gave end exact to what remained washed up and set thereon a gloss so bright that like the sun and moon the whole work showed together and when now of mere necessity her honoured vow she must make good to us ill fortune brought ulysses home who yet gave none one thought of his arrival but far off at field lived with his herdsman 
nor his trust would yield note of his person but live there as guest ragged as a beggar in that life professed at length telemachus left pylos's sand and with a ship fetched soon his native land when yet not home he went but laid his way up to his herdsman where his father lay and where both laid our deaths to town then bore the swineherd and his king the swain before telemachus in other ways bestowed his course home first to associate us that wooed the swain the king led after who came on ragged and wretched and still leaned upon a borrowed staff at length he reached his home where on the sudden and so wretched come nor we nor much our elders once did dream of his return there but did wrongs extreme of words and blows to him all which he bore with that old patience he had learned before but when the mind of jove had raised his own his son and he fetched all their armour down fast locked the doors and to prepare their use he willed his wife for first to mean to produce his bow to us to draw of which no one could stir the string himself yet set upon the deadly strength it held drew all with ease shot through the steels and then began to seize our armless bosoms striking first the breast of king antinous and then the rest in heaps turned over hopeful of his end because some god he knew stood firm his friend nor proved it worse with him but all in flood the pavement straight blushed with our vital blood and thus our souls came here our bodies laid neglected in his roofs no word conveyed to any friend to take us home and give our wounds fit balming nor let such as live entomb our deaths and for our fortunes shed those tears and death rites that renown the dead atrides ghost gave answer o blessed son of old laertes thou at length hast won with mighty virtue thy unmatched wife how good a knowledge how untouched a life hath wise penelope how well she laid her husband's rights up whom she loved a maid for which her virtues shall extend applause beyond the circles frail mortality draws the deathless in this vale of death comprising her praise in numbers into infinites rising the daughter tyndarus begat begot no such chaste thoughts but cut the virgin knot that knit her spouse and her with murderous swords for which posterities shall put hateful words to notes of her that all her sex defamed and for her ill shall even the good be blamed to this effect these these digressions made in hell earth's dark and ever hiding shade ulysses and his son now past the town soon reached the field elaborately grown by old laertes labour when with cares for his lost son he left all court affairs and took to this rude upland which with toil he made a sweet and habitable soil where stood a house to him about which ran in turnings thick and labyrinthian poor hovels where his necessary men that did those works of pleasure to him then might sit and eat and sleep in his own house an old sicilian dame lived studious to serve his sour age with her cheerful pains then said ulysses to his son and swains go you to town and for your dinner kill the best swine ye can choose myself will still stay with my father and assay his eye if my acknowledged truth it can descry 
or that my long time's travel doth so change my sight to him that i appear as strange thus gave he arms to them and home they hide ulysses to the fruitful field applied his present place nor found he dolius there his sons or any servant anywhere in all that spacious ground all gone from thence were dragging bushes to a pair of fence old dolius leading all ulysses found his father far above in that fair ground employed in pointing of a plant his weeds all torn and tattered fit for homely deeds but not for him upon his legs he wore patched boots to guard him from the brambles gore his hands had thorn-proof hedging mittens on his head a goatskin cask through all which shone his heart given over to abjectest moan him when ulysses saw consumed with age and all the ensigns on him that the rage of grief presented he brake out in tears and taking stand then where a tree of pears shot high his forehead over him his mind had much contention if to yield to kind make straight way to his father kiss embrace tell his return and put on all the face and fashion of his instant told return or stay the impulsion and the long day burn of his quite loss given in his father's fear a little longer trying first his cheer with some free dalliance the earnest being so near this course his choice preferred and forth he went his father then his aged shoulders bent beneath what years had stooped about a tree busily digging oh old man said he you want no skill to dress and deck your ground for all your plants doth ordered distance bound no apple pear or olive figure vine nor any plat or quarter you can find to grass or flower stands empty of your care which shows exact in each peculiar and yet which let not move you you bestow no care upon yourself though to this show of outward irksomeness to what you are your labour with an inward froward care which is your age that should wear all without more neat and cherishing i make no doubt that any sloth you use procures your lord to let an old man go so much abhorred in all his weeds nor shines there in your look a fashion and a goodliness so took with abject qualities to merit this nasty entreaty your resemblance is a very king's and shines through this retreat you look like one that having washed and eat should sleep securely lying sweet and neat it is the ground of age when cares abuse it to know life's end and as tis sweet so use it but utter truth and tell what lord is he that rates your labour and your liberty whose orchard is it that you husband thus or quit me this doubt for if ithacus this kingdom claims for his the man i found at first arrival here is hardly sound of brain or civil not enduring stay to tell nor hear me my inquiry out of that my friend if still he bore about his life and being or were dived to death and in the house of him that harboureth the souls of men for once he lived my guest my land and house retaining interest in his abode there where there sojourn none as guest from any foreign region of more price with me he derived his race from ithaca and said his father was laertes surnamed arcesiades i had him home and all the offices performed to him that fitted any friend whose proof i did to wealthy gifts extend 
seven talents gold a bowl all silver set with pots of flowers twelve robes that had no pleat twelve cloaks or mantles of delicious dye twelve inner weeds twelve suits of tapestry i gave him likewise women skilled in use of loom and needle freeing him to choose for the most fair his father weeping said stranger the earth to which you are conveyed is ithaca by such rude men possessed unjust and insolent as first addressed to your encounter but the gifts you gave were given alas to the ungrateful grave if with his people when you now arrive your fate had been to find your friend alive you should have found like guest rites from his hand like gifts and kind past your wished land but how long since received you for your guest your friend my son who was the unhappiest of all men breathing if he were at all o born when fates and ill aspects let fall a cruel influence for him far away from friends and country destined to allay the sea-bred appetites or left ashore to be by fowls and upland monsters tore his life's kind authors nor his wealthy wife bemoaning as behooved his parted life nor closing as in honour's course it lies to all men dead in bed his dying eyes but give me knowledge of your name and race what city bred you where the anchoring place your ship now rides at lies that shored you here and where your men or if a passenger in other keels you came who giving land to your adventures here some other strand to fetch in further course have left to us your welcome presence his reply was thus i am of elibandi where i hold my name's chief house to much renown extolled my father aphidantes famed to spring from polypemon the molossian king my name apiratus my taking land on this fair isle was ruled by the command of god or fortune quite against consent of my free purpose that in course was bent for the isle sicania my ship is held far from the city near an ample field and for ulysses since his pass from me tis now five years unblessed by destiny that all this time hath had the fate to err though at his parting good birds did augur his putting off and on his right hand flew which to his passage my affection drew his spirit joyful and my hope was now to guest with him and see his hand bestow rites of our friendship this a cloud of grief cast over all the forces of his life with both his hands the burning dust he swept up from the earth which on his head he heaped and fetched a sigh as in it life were broke which grieved his son and gave so smart a stroke upon his nostrils with the inward stripe that up the vein rose there and weeping ripe he was to see his sire feel such woe for his dissembled joy which now let go he sprung from earth embraced and kissed his sire and said o father he of whom ye inquire am i myself that from you twenty years is now returned but do not break in tears for now we must not forms of kind maintain but haste and guard the substance i have slain all my wife's wooers so revenging now their wrong so long time suffered take not you the comfort of my coming then to heart at this glad instant 
but in proved desert of your grave judgment give moan glad suspense and on the sudden put this consequence in act as absolute as all time went to ripening of your resolute assent all this haste made not his staid faith so free to trust his words who said if you are he approve it by some sign this scar then see replied ulysses given me by the boar slain in parnassus i being sent before by yours and by my honoured mother's will to see your sire autolycus fulfil the gifts he vowed at giving of my name i tell you too the trees and goodly frame of this fair orchard that i asked of you being yet a child and followed for your show and name of every tree you gave me then of fig trees forty apple bearers ten pear trees thirteen and fifty ranks of vine each one of which a season did confine for his best eating not a grape did grow that grew not there and had his heavy brow when jove's fair daughters the all ripening hours gave timely date to it this charged the powers both of his knees and heart with such impression of sudden comfort that it gave possession of all to trance the signs were all so true and did the love that gave them so renew he cast his arms about his son and sunk the circle slipping to his feet so shrunk were all his age's forces with the fire of his young love rekindled the old sire the son took up quite lifeless but his breath again respiring and his soul from death his body's power recovering out he cried and said o jupiter i now have tried that still there live in heaven remembering gods of men that serve them though the periods they set on their appearances are long in best men's sufferings yet as sure as strong they are in comforts be their strange delays extended never so from days to days yet see the short joys or the soon mixed fears of helps withheld by them so many years for if the wooers now have paid the pain due to their impious pleasures now again extreme fear takes me lest we straight shall see the ithacensians here in mutiny their messengers dispatched to win to friend the cephalian cities do not spend your thoughts on these cares said his suffering son but be of comfort and see that course run that best may shun the worst our house is near telemachus and both his herdsmen there to dress our supper with their utmost haste and thither haste we this said forth they passed came home and found telemachus at feast with both his swains while who had done all dressed with baths and balms and royally arrayed the old king was by a sicilian maid by whose side pallas stood his crooked age straightening his flesh more plumping and his looks enlightening who issuing then to view his son admired the god's aspects into his form inspired and said o father certainly some god by your addression in this state hath stood more great more reverend rendering you by far at all your parts than of yourself you are i would to jove said he the sun and she that bears jove's shield the state had stood with me that helped me take in the well-builded towers of strong nericus the cephalian powers to that fair city leading two days passed while with the wooers thy conflict did last and i had then been in the wooers reek 
i should have helped thee so to render weak their stubborn knees that in thy joy's desert thy breast had been too little for thy heart this said and supper ordered by their men they sat to it old dolius entering then and with him tried with labour his sons came called by their mother the sicilian dame that brought them up and dressed their father's fare as whose age grew with it increased her care to see him served as fitted when thus set these men beheld ulysses there at meat they knew him and astonished in the place stood at his presence who with words of grace called to old dolius saying come and eat and banish all astonishment your meat hath long been ready and ourselves made stay expecting ever when your wished way would reach amongst us this brought fiercely on old dolius from his stand who ran upon with both his arms abroad the king and kissed of both his wrapped-up hands the either wrist thus welcoming his presence o oh, my love your presence here for which all wishes strove no one expected even the gods have gone in guide before you to your mansion welcome and all joys to your heart contend knows yet penelope or shall we send some one to tell her this she knows said he what need these troubles father touch at thee then came the sons of dolius and again went over with their fathers entertain welcomed shook hands and then to feast sat down about which while they sat about the town fame flew and shrieked about the cruel death and fate the wooers had sustained beneath ulysses roofs all heard together all from hence and thence met in ulysses hall short-breathed and noiseful bore out all the dead to instant burial while their deaths were spread to other neighbour cities where they lived from whence in swiftest fisher-boats arrived men to transfer them home in mean space here the heavy nobles all in council were where met in much heap up to all arose extremely grieved eupitheus so to lose his son antinous who first of all by great ulysses hand had slaughterous fall whose father weeping for him said o friends this man hath authored works of dismal ends long since conveying in his guide to troy good men and many that did ships employ all which are lost and all the soldiers dead and now the best men cephalenia bred his hand hath slaughtered go we then before his scape to pylos or the elian shore where rule the epians gainst his horrid hand for we shall grieve and infamy will brand our fames for ever if we see our sons and brothers end in these confusions revenge left uninflicted nor will i enjoy one day's life more but grieve and die with instant onset nor should you survive to keep a base and beastly name alive haste then lest flight prevent us this with tears his griefs advised and made all sufferers in his affliction but by this was come up to the council from ulysses home when sleep had left them which their slaughters there and their self-dangers from their eyes in fear had two nights intercepted those two men that just ulysses saved out of the slain which medon and the sacred singer were these stood amidst the council and the fear the slaughter had impressed in either's look struck still so ghastly that amaze it struck through every there beholder to whose ears one thus enforced in his fright cause of theirs attend me ithacensians 
this stern fact done by ulysses was not put in act without the god's assistance these self-eyes saw one of the immortal deities close by ulysses mentor's form put on at every part and this sure deity shone now near ulysses setting on his bold and slaughterous spirit now the points controlled of all the wooers weapons round about the armed house whisking in continual rout their party putting till in heaps they fell this news new fears did through their spirits impel when halitherses honoured master's son who of them all saw only what was done present and future the much-knowing man and aged hero this plain course ran amongst their counsels give me likewise ear and let me tell ye friends that these ills bear on your malignant spleens their sad effects who not what i persuaded gave respects nor what the people's pastor mentor said that you should see your issues folly stayed in those foul courses by their petulant life the goods devouring scandaling the wife of no mean person who they still would say could never more see his returning day which yet appearing now now give it trust and yield to my free counsels do not thrust your own safe persons on acts your sons so dearly bought lest their confusions on your loved heads your like addictions draw this stood so far from force of any law to curb their loose attempts that much the more they rushed to wreak and made rude tumult roar the greater part of all the court arose good counsel could not ill designs dispose eupitheus was persuader of the course which complete armed they put in present force the rest sat still in council these men met before the broad town in a place they set all girt in arms eupitheus choosing chief to all their follies who put grief to grief and in his slaughtered son's revenge did burn but fate gave never feet to his return ordaining there his death then pallas spake to jove her father with intent to make his will high arbiter of the act designed and asked of him what his unsearched mind held undiscovered if with arms and ill and grave encounter he would first fulfil his sacred purpose or both parts combine in peaceful friendship he asked why incline these doubts thy counsels hast not thou decreed that ithacus should come and give his deed the glory of revenge on these and theirs perform thy will the frame of these affairs have this fit issue when ulysses hand hath reached full reek his then renowned command shall reign for ever faithful truces struck twixt him and all for every man shall brook his sons and brothers slaughters by our mean to send oblivion in expunging clean the characters of enmity in them all as in best leagues before peace festival and riches in abundance be the state that crowns the close of wise ulysses fate this spurred the free who from heaven's continent to the ithacensian isle made straight descent where dinner passed ulysses said some one look out to see their nearness dolius's son made present speed abroad and saw them nigh ran back and told bade arm and instantly were all in arms ulysses part was four and six more sons of dolius all his power two only more which were his aged sire and like year dolius 
whose lives slaked fire all white had left their heads yet driven by need made soldiers both of necessary deed and now all girt in arms the port set wide they sallied forth ulysses being their guide and to them in the instant pallas came in form and voice like mentor who a flame inspired of comfort in ulysses heart with her seen presence to his son apart he thus then spake now son your eyes shall see exposed in slaughterous fight the enemy against whom who shall best served will be seen disgrace not then your race that yet hath been for force and fortitude the foremost tried of all earth's offsprings his true son replied yourself shall see loved father if you please that my deserving shall in naught digress from best fame of our race's foremost merit the old king sprung for joy to hear his spirit and said o loved immortals what a day do your clear bounties to my life display i joy past measure to behold my son and nephew close in such contention of virtues martial pallas standing near said o my friend of all supremely dear seed of arcesius pray to jove and her that rules in arms his daughter and a dart spritefully brandished hurled at the adverse part this said he prayed and she a mighty force inspired within him who gave instant course to his brave brandished lance which struck the brass that cheeked eupytheus's cask and thrust his pass quite through his head who fell and sounded falling his arms the sound again from earth recalling ulysses and his son rushed on before and with their both weight-headed darts did gore their enemy's breast so thick that all had gone the way of slaughter had not pallas thrown her voice betwixt them charging all to stay and spare expense of blood her voice did fray the blood so from their faces that it left a greenish paleness all their hands it reft of all their weapons falling thence to earth and to the common mother of their birth the city all fled in desire to save the lives yet left them then ulysses gave a horrid shout and like jove's eagle flew in fiery pursuit till saturnius threw his smoking lightning twixt them that had fall before minerva who then out did call thus to ulysses born of jove abstain from further bloodshed jove's hand in the slain hath equalled in their pains their prides to thee abstain then lest you move the deity again then twixt both parts the seat of jove athenian palace of all future love a league composed and for her form took choice of mentor's likeness both in limb and voice end of the twenty-fourth book end of the odysseys of homer translated by george chapman circa fifteen fifty nine to sixteen thirty four